welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. Today on the podcast, we've got Nick Frendo. He, uh, he's, supported, he's supported by MAP. He's supported by, he's working with Movember at the moment. And we talked to him about his cycling journey through the way it's progressed based out of his uh, mental health and depression that he faced and how that kind of took him on this journey and how he's working with Movember now to help raise awareness for them and help men out there with their uh, with their health problems. I guess we've had Wayne Swass on the podcast before. He's talked about it a lot and I think it's a quite a, a prominent thing in society at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we chat to him about that. But first of all, I'm here with Campbell because uh, we've got the rap. We've got, we've got the data. The 4DP test has been completed. The Sufferfest. Sufferfest have been on board since the tour. We uh, did a Sufferfest segment and then that progressed into Campbell getting on the getting on the software. He's got his Wahoo kicker trainer. He's been in the in the living room crunching out the work for the last 10 weeks on their 10-week program. Talk to me. How'd it go? It went really well. Really well. Yeah, I was real happy with it. It was a good 10 weeks. I genuinely felt like I was fitter at the end of it. I don't know weight-wise whether I lost that much. I was only doing two and a half hours, three hours a week. So it wasn't like I was going to come out shredded 70 kilos. (laughs) But I was real happy with the results, Alex. Yeah, like I said, I only doing two and a half hours, three hours a week. I increased my 20-minute to 310, so that's an increase of 62 watts. My five-minute to 388, that's an increase of 68 watts. The one-minute, 575, an increase of 92 watts. And then Jeez. the sprint is uh, 1,105, an increase of 153. So all in all, I improved across um, all the all the measurements. So, yeah, really happy with, with the 10 weeks. And uh, it was about what I thought I'd, I'd get to in the 20-minute, a 310. It was bloody hard. Some good horses. It wasn't bad. It was, real, it was real tricky. I set off at about that, and then I really started to blow up. I had to take a few sort of one minute down at 260 to regroup, and then the last four minutes was all about probably got the, the average back up again. But all in all, really enjoyed the program. And, um, yeah, if you want to get fit, you only have to do two and a half hours a week and yeah, you can increase your water. It's not a bad solution. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so we ran, obviously ran the competition. Who can guess your 20 minute power, the second part of the 4DP test. Uh, had no one on the money. No one quite got on the money. A few we, close to the pins though. Too close to the pins though. So we kind of got, we've got equal winners. Um, Brett Corbett, he put, he put in uh 309 watts. Pretty good. Pretty close. And David, who has the Insta handle slider five seven six three eleven. So no one got the money, but those two got pretty close. So if you two guys want to send us a DM with your address on Insta, you'll reach out to them as well, won't you? And I'll, I'll give them a follow tonight, and uh, we'll send you a t-shirt. Last of all, too. Um, Nick, Movember, and Map are hosting a ride this Saturday. 20 Vale Street, which is Map's store. Brews are being served from 8.45 to 9 for a 9 o'clock rollout. Um, returning to Map, 10.30. Chat to 
chat to Nick, some raffle draws, auction for, for Movember. But well done, Campbell. Good work Thanks, out there. Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for the Sufferfest. It was a really enjoyable couple of months. So. I can't believe you did it, to be honest. I can. I remember I told you a couple of years ago, maybe I, I wouldn't mind doing a doing an indoor training training program. Yeah. And here we are, done and dusted. Would you do another one? I would do, absolutely. Now, I've tried to do a couple of rides since and kind of just got on and done 20 or 30 minutes, no real accountability. It's getting a bit hard. I just, ah, just pull the pin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's good to have that accountability and have a coach and have a program to stick to, so... Yeah, it was great. And some data to look back on and go, geez, that was some good work I've yeah, done out there. Exactly. All right. Uh, we hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, Nick Friendo, to the podcast. Uh, we're here at Movember HQ in this unbelievable building. Did you see the view? Uh, the view is unbelievable. And But first of all, I guess we, we came across you when through our association with MAP. We both are sponsored by them. But also we saw a video that you produced uh, with them, an eight-minute clip talking about this ride, and then then that was kind of where I I heard the name Nick Friendo. So just, what, what do you call yourself? What, what is your job? Uh, I'm a tour guide. So I ride my bike all over Europe. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Um, I take people um, on rides, you know, France, Italy, Spain, wherever, Switzerland. Um, and I really enjoy what I do. How long has this been going? Uh, on and off, probably for about 15 years. Uh, I started off as a mountain bike guide, um, and, but I started my own business four and a half years ago, um, just because I think, you know, I've worked for various companies and we've done hospitality for pro teams, we've done um, sportives, all the grand fondos, and I just found that, um, you know, when you're taking 100 people to Grand Fonda or Sportive, there's no personal connection. Mm. Um, and I really like that. So I decided to set up on my own and do the kind of rides that I like doing to the places where I like going. And it's worked out pretty good. So you're based out of Girona still? No. So I'm, I'm now in London. Um, I found that when I based myself in Girona, um, Everything that was coming to me was Girona, mm. um, but I love other places as well. So, um, so yeah, I do Dolomites, Pyrenees, um, not so much the Alps, but Tuscany. Um, still do a lot in Girona, and I love the Catalan Pyrenees. Yeah, um, places that aren't maybe necessary in anyone's radar. So I don't do the gateway stuff like Mallorca, um, but just try and take people places that are a little bit different. So you also mentioned, I'm, I'm going to call you, you're a mental health advocate. Yep. Are you not? Yep. You are. Talk, how, did, how did that start? Where, where did that part of your life begin? So I had, I had, uh, I had some struggles for quite a long time, um, which culminated in two suicide attempts. <laughs> um, this gets difficult. Yeah, <laughs> so, I can imagine. Um, I think... Uh, uh, so after the second attempt, um, I I decided I you know, and really needed to to sort myself out, and I took about a year trying to do that. Um, I then I I was with a friend in the Dolomites. We were stuck in a hotel room, a few glasses of wine, um, 
and I talked about doing, you know, I wanted to do a stupid ride, um, and I wanted to to raise money for a charity. I didn't know which one, um, and decided that um, after I looked into it for a little while longer, decided that my plan for 2019 was to to raise some money for Movember. Um, put together a ride, try and get as much exposure as possible. Um, and, and that was that. So back in almost exactly a year ago, I met up with the guys in in November in London, um, told them what I wanted to do. I didn't have a clue where I was, you know, what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, where to even start. Um, and they helped me out. And I um, that year where I started to feel better and I I got help Um, I still kept everything to myself so I didn't I I didn't talk to my girlfriend I didn't I didn't tell my family or friends Um, I found going back to London after leaving Girona um, I met more and more people you know cycling I was being more sociable um, and it, it just seemed to break down a few barriers and, and I, I started opening up to people um, and then when I decided to do the ride and I had to um, I, I hate this phrase but I can't think of any other way of putting it I had to, I had to out myself um, for it to be genuine um, so I decided you know I was going to do a ride and this is the reason I'm doing a ride so I sat down with my family and my girlfriend and said, this is what happened last year. Um, and that was the start of this journey, I guess. Um, November have been pretty amazing. It's, it's great to be here. Um, they've supported me from day one and it feels really good to give back. Cheers. You start with November, or you start with your family on this journey. Was yep. how did your mentality to everything, to life, to cycling, to your so journey change it, at that point? So I had a really good year of you know sorting myself out to a degree. Um, I, I was feeling better about things, um, but there was still a real like cloud over me because I wasn't talking to anyone openly um, and not quite overnight but it was a period maybe of about a month or two where I opened up to everyone and said this is what I've been going through and this is what happened uh, that was exactly a year ago mm. um, and I had, I, it was quite a hard month opening up to everyone and telling them what I'd done you know, sitting down with my girlfriend and my my parents and my kids, uh, and I wouldn't say immediately, but over a, a period of a few weeks, started to you know that cloud had lifted, um, and then everything sort of snowballed from there. So, you know, I'm not finding this <laughs> particularly easy as yeah. you can see, um, but it it just you know. I put a couple of posts up on social media just about what I'd been through and the response was just phenomenal. Um, And I think since 
since then it's just made me want to do more and i get i regularly get message from people messages from people just saying you know thanks um and that just you know kind of inspires you to do more mm. can you remember that first post yeah november 23rd i think it was um this was post talking to your family yep yeah so i had to you know i couldn't really do a ride or um you know just to say i'm gonna go and raise some money for november there had to be a reason for it so that's why i had to tell everyone um and i put a post on put a post on instagram um and i don't know it was you know normally put posts up and you might get 50 or 150 likes and this thing just went ballistic Mm. um lots of so it was really only my my close family that i i told um and and a few friends um and it just yeah it just went absolutely nuts why cycling what do you mean, sorry? Why, like, what? Has cycling just always been a part of your life? Yeah, or is there yeah, a reason time, why you yeah, use I raced it? cross as a kid, mountain bikes as a teenager. Um, and I've always ridden bikes, always. Um, I, I've made a lifestyle and a, and a career out of it, I guess. Um, and I just, you know, we got up at four o'clock this morning to go and get our heads kicked in by a bunch of locals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant it's why yeah. I ride bikes um, and I get to travel and see places um, and also you know the experiences that you manage to give people uh, are amazing you know whether it's taking them to somewhere new or they achieve something that they they didn't think that they could do it's so rewarding um, yeah I just love being outside and riding my bike did, find, did you find it helped you mentally? Uh, initially, no. It was part of the problem. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, when you're... When I was on my own cycling, I wasn't in a good place. And um, the, the first suicide attempt was I went out for a ride. On the bike? Yep. Wow. Uh, on one of my favourite descents, um, and I, I made the decision when I rode out that I didn't want to go home. <laughs> so. So you've you've been you've really ridden the roller coaster with the sport as well. I think that's a it's an amazing part of your story that it's still a part of it and that it's still well, it's, it's still it's, there. And it was it's 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 you know is it almost helped you come out the other side as yeah, well? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I kind of I had to leave Girona because that's where everything when I was at my worst um, and I went back to London and I started riding with a lot of younger people and you know people are in their late 20s 
mid-30s are far more open than people like me who are in their mid-40s. Because yeah. um, I think that that's one of the points, the reasons I ask, is talking to Wayne Swass, who's a previous guest we've had on the podcast, he says that's one of the most amazing things and why he uses the sport, is that for some reason men in Lycra that are riding next to each other start talking. Yeah, and I think... Um, you just can't get that in any... No, I think when you look at sort of team sports, so whether it's, you know, football, cricket, whatever, uh, golf, um, cycling, you're, you're probably with someone for a few hours. Mm. And, I, and I, I find in my job, so even when I was guiding and, you know, hiding what was going on... Um, People were opening up to me, um, and it's it's really, you know, you're out for in the sunshine, somewhere nice. You're relaxed. All your barriers are down. You're not face to face. You're side by side, um, which I think is a huge thing. You know, you're not um, you're, sort of, you're not being interviewed. Yeah. So it's, you know, all the barriers are just broken down. Um, and you know whether it's climbing mountains or whether it's just going for a ride people relax and stuff comes out and I found when I was back in London riding with younger people um, who are definitely more open than people my age um, I, I found myself you know stuff would slip out um, and I was relaxed and I felt better. Um, and, and definitely that, that helped a lot. So when I took the decision that I wanted to start doing something, it was because I was talking to people while I was riding. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being, telling them everything, but I definitely felt myself relax and talk. Um, and, I, and cycling's brilliant for that. It's, mm. it's incredible. So, you embarked on this journey, this these kind of. If you look look back at what you've done, these epic bike rides. Where yeah. where did where did that all come from, and what what's the purpose behind that? So, I, initially, it was just fundraising. You know, I just thought, people, you see people doing things on bikes, and you think that's cool, and they're doing it for a reason. Um, so initially, it was just that, um, but it, it's de- developed into a lot more. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of cyclist who, who will go out and do a 300k ride. Um, and, you know, look at these guys that do things like TCR and stuff like that. And it's, it's just insane. Um, I still have to enjoy riding my bike. Um, and initially I set out to do a ride across Europe and I thought I'll do the Pyrenees, Bontu, the Alps, Dolomites. Um, I thought that was pretty wild to start. So I, I decided to take a couple of friends with me, one for support, um, and secondly, another friend who's a, who's a vlogger. And, you know, what better way to get your message out there than show what you're actually going through and why you're doing it. Um, and initially, when I said I was going to do the ride, people were interested and a bit of money came in. But it wasn't until we started putting the, the videos out that it, it really took off. Um, 
and the messages we were getting just, you know, made it even more important. Um, I then got back, so it was a three-week ride. Um, I got back, and I guess, like a lot of people, post-holiday, you get your post-holiday blues, and I went on a real downer, which I didn't, I didn't see coming at all. And I, I struggled for about three or four weeks again, and you know, I thought I was better. I thought I was, I was doing all right. Um, but this time, because I knew how to deal with it, you know, I, I was talking to people, and I felt better. I felt a lot better, and then I came out the other side um, and decided um, for Worldwide Suicide Prevention Day to do another ride. Um, and that was the one that we shot with MAP. Mm. Um, so I, I just had loads of ideas. You know, I had to do it on September the 10th. Um, and it had to be, you know, a big ride. And again, you know, through all the social media and, and all the messages, I, I just thought, you know, I've got to keep this going. Um, so we did Sunrise to Sunset in the Dolomites. Um, which was brutal. And I, I tell you, I'd, I'd, between the ride across Europe and that, I hadn't hardly ridden at all. Mm. Um, so I wasn't feeling great. Um, but it's probably the most spectacular day on a bike ever that I've had. Um, I had one, one, the only goal I set myself was to get to the Trop Chime for sunrise because I just thought that'd be one of those life-changing moments, and, and it was. Um, but I had 60K of trying to, you know, smash myself to get there. We left the hotel at 3 in the morning. It was minus 3. Um, so when I went down into Cortina, it was minus, I don't know, like a million. Just <laughs> it was horrible, uh, and I was shivering. Um, but then just cracked on, got to the top of Trochime, and I mean, you can see from the film, it was just so special. Um, we did the ride, I got back to the hotel, and my Instagram, I had over 100 messages. Um, so yeah, just want to do more now. Yeah, that's unreal. Yep, and then, you know, if you'd have said to me a year and a half ago, you're going to ride across Europe, you're going to do the Dolomites in a day, and you're going to go to Melbourne. No. would have happened. Yeah, and that ride itself, um, being on that day, being, it was just you? Yeah, me and um, a friend filmed it for MAP. Yeah. Uh, so it's just the two of us. Yeah. Initially, I was going to do it on my own, and then the guys at MAP were like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Can we send someone to help you? Yeah. How, how how are you feeling after that ride? How are you f- feeling after that day, after that sense of achievement, after you've conquered sunrise to sunset? So there's, yeah, I've got a few ideas. Um, so I decided, so the ride I did across Europe was the big summit AFCO. Um, I decided to call it. Um, and... I kind of feel like I want to do one annually. Um, so one huge ride every year. Um, and I want to take it to different places. You know, I want to meet more people. Um, I, want to, I want more more films. I want more 
you know, just want more. Mm. Um, I want to raise more money. Um, and really just, you know, the more people I can talk to, the more people I can reach and just, you know, don't ball things up. You're not on your own. Um, talking, you know, just, it works. Yeah. Um, so that's the goal, I guess, is, is just to reach as many people as I can. Do you see an effect? Do you see a change? Do you see a, I guess it's more of a societal change? Yeah, I mean, and part of the reason for, for being here is, is I, I, it feels like Australia is, is years ahead of the UK, for example. Um, the more research I do, the more people I find, and it just seems to lead me back to here. And, and um, there's just, there's certainly not enough done um, in the UK. I, I, it's like whether it's a cultural thing I, I don't know um, and I don't really know where I'm going <laughs> with this um, but it, is, there, is there something that we that you see here that you're like oh that's just not applied other places is it I I just uh, whether Australians are just more open which I you know no offence but I wouldn't have expected um <laughs> There seems to be more happening and more people doing things, and um, I think a lot of people can learn from, you know, just what's going on here and why and what Movember are doing. And obviously, they started here, and um, uh, there just seems to be so much more going on here, and I want to make that happen elsewhere. Mm. Is there many people like you in the UK? Is Movember as big and as big strong? Um, it's big. I mean, this month there is, there's a lot going on. And while I might have had a couple of friends joining in a few years ago, um, now it's it's everywhere, in certainly in London. And, you know, I look at a lot of my friends on social media, they're all joining in. Um but it's not just about this month, and that's what I want to get across. It's, um, it, we should be talking about this all the time. Um, and it's great that it ha- the work that Movember are doing, and you know, we're in the office here and it's pretty busy. Um, but the conversation needs to happen 24 seven everywhere. Um, so hopefully that's what you know that's what we can achieve is just to get people talking get them reaching out and, and asking for help and you know just um, more needs to be done mm. why did you choose to put your dollars into Movember or associate with Movember um, I looked at I, initially I looked at a few, quite a few charities um but I like the fact that, you know, they're not just a mental health charity. It's a men's charity that are looking at testicular and prostate cancer as well. Mm. Um, and I've had friends who've, who've had testicular cancer, um, friends who generally have, have been involved, you know, raising money and growing moustaches for, for a couple of years. 
So I just gravitated towards them. Mm. Um, and then when I sat down and talked to them, it was, you know, it was an easy decision to make. Have you seen where that dollar goes? Have you seen the... The amount of work that they, they do, the amount of research, the amount they fund, um, the amount they promote. Yeah, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah. And your time in Australia, what, what are you here for? Um, to ride my bike. <laughs> um, so, obviously, to come here, um, meet as many people as possible. Um, so, meet the guys from MAP who have been supporting me, meet the people at Movember who have been supporting me, um, and to host a ride at the weekend um, so we can raise some more money. We'll have an auction, and mm-hmm. you know, more money goes to Movember. Um, which is 7.30 at 20 Vale Street, which yep. is MAP headquarters in North Melbourne, if you want to come. I'll be there. Nick will be there. And so we'll, we'll ride. Uh, be a great opportunity just to talk to people. Um, and then we'll go back to the store. Um, we'll show the film that we shot, mm-hmm. um, give people a bit more insight into you know, what I've been doing um, and why. And then we'll have an auction. We will. We a few brands have contributed product. Map have contributed an awful lot that will um, that will auction and raffle. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just trying to do more stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you look back on the experience now? Like when you look back to where you were, how you got to where you are now, how your life changed completely. Yeah. Um, how do you view that? It, it's. It's pretty insane, you know, for someone who's an introvert, for someone who's always been quiet, um, someone who's not very good at talking, um, and, you know, my relationships are just so much better with people, Mm. Um, whether it's family, um, yeah, that's been the biggest change in my life is the way that um, the way that I talk to people yeah. you know I know now that that if I'm you know if someone says you're okay um, whereas before I might have just gone yeah and fobbed them off yeah. now I'm quite comfortable saying no I'm not mm. and, and telling them why um, which you know I, I would never have done that before um, I just would have dealt with stuff on my own. Mm. Um, but that's not the right thing to do. If, he, if someone came to you now, because I imagine there's, imagine there's a, a, too many people in that scenario still. Yep. What do they do? Find someone to talk to. You know, if, if, you're, if you're not comfortable talking to people that are close to you, there are plenty of opportunities out there to... You know, speak to the Samaritans. Um, talking to friends and family is the most important thing you can do. Don't, don't shut down. Um, just let people you know you're not okay. Mm. Thanks, Nick. My pleasure. All the best. Thank you. Thanks for telling. Thanks for yeah, telling us your story. It's a, it's it's an unbelievable venture you've been on, um, and. We at the Stanley Street Social, we admire the work that you're doing. Thank and, you. Uh, are proud to be both associated with MAP. So we look forward to seeing you all on Saturday, hopefully, at 
20 Vale Street, 7.30. Be able to meet Nick, um, ask him some more questions and catch up for catch up for a coffee and auction off some of Matt's kids. So thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks.